0: Hey, guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. As you can tell, Mac is giddy. I am giddy, because this is our first official pod of football season. Mac, the season previews are over. It's time to talk games. And we are starting off with this Wednesday with a bang as we get ready for an entire weekend of ACC football.
0: We are here, KG. Talking season, it's over. It's time for football season, the greatest time of the year. Um, and we've got five straight days. Ooh. I mean, that is amazing so much fun i'm going on a little road trip little roadie uh we'll see y'all sometime um but thursday wake forest friday saturday we'll be at virginia tech can't wait to see the Hokies saturday night gotta get that dub big dub we'll mm-hmm. talk about that on friday um and then uh sunday or saturday Sunday or sunday monday excuse me a lot of days here uh headed down to durham to to see duke and clemson so i can't wait it's going to be so much fun we have so many games to talk about. And of course, the headliner. Uh, I don't know if anybody has heard of this. I already made this joke, I think. Um, but pretty big game mm. Sunday night, LSU, FSU. I think this is a national championship type of game. I for sure think it's a playoff caliber game. The talent that's going to be on this field, KG, is absolutely nuts. So you know we had to go down to Tallahassee to talk to some Knowles and get our guest, our first guest of
1: the season? Oh, we had to 100%. And I agree, Mac. I think this is going to be a playoff caliber type game where both of these teams could be in the playoff discussion by the end of the year, no matter if they win or lose on Sunday night. I think if you lose that game, you're very much in the discussion uh, because Mm -hmm. this is a very long season and it's going to be a, a quality loss, if you will. But... Jared Verse was so- oh, wait, wait, wait,
0: hold on. It's only a quality loss for one
1: oh, of the opponents, yeah, not the point. other. Not that's the a other. good point. Well, we keep it real on this podcast. Um, but Jared <laughs> Verse, Mac had to handle this interview because of a few different scheduling things. Jared Verse was awesome. I just went back and listened to it, Mac. I loved how determined he sounded. I loved how complimentary he was of his teammates, specifically Jordan Travis. And I love that you get the vibe that he and his teammates really want to send a message on Sunday night. They know how big this game is.
2: Yeah.
0: Let let me uh, peel back the curtain a little bit. I'm not going to talk about or tell you what we discussed, but off cam, confident, Mm. real confident, dude. And I'm excited. That made me super excited. And uh, yeah, it was a great interview. So big shout out uh, to our guy, Derek Satterfield. Big shout out to Jared Verse. Let's jump into that interview But of course, before we do that, a quick message from our friends over at Ingalls. It is tailgating season, y'all. Get your stuff ready. Here's a quick message Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day grass fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's
2: the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
0: Jared Verse, man, welcome into the show. Excited to talk with you today, brother. Thank you for joining me. Man, thank you for having me. Love it being here. Yeah, so I want to start here, man, because uh, you had an opportunity to to leave last year, and I've asked, it seems like everybody around the program but you, uh, and, and I just want to, I want to hear from, from you, man. Why did you decide to come back to Florida State for, for one
2: more year? There was a lot of reasons. My main one being my own personal growth. You know, I feel like I'm a great player now. I'm strong. I'm fast. I'm all that stuff, but the strides I've made just this summer have been incredible. I've had new moves to my past. Rush. I've done so much stuff that I feel like, like me last year and me this year is completely different people. So that's my main reason. But then you got to yeah. think about like Jordan okay. Travis came back. Trey Benson came back, Taylor Bethune, Jeyon Jones, Fabian Lovett. They got all these guys coming back. They brought in Braden Fist. They're bringing in all these guys, and I'm like, I want some parts of that. Uh, I, want, I want me some pieces of that too. Right? I, I can't, you can't pass up an opportunity when you see this team being built, like these Avenger-level threats being on the same team, and you're like, yeah, I got to be one
0: of them. <laughs> I love that, man. And, and it's, a, it's a new age, right, where because of things like – you know, NIL guys can, guys can be compensated and maybe you don't have to make that move as quickly. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this into the future, which I love. I want this game to, to continue to grow. But what all went into it, man? Was it a text from JT? Was it the last second you kind of, you know, took your name out of the hat? Pull back the curtain a little bit for us and, and, and when and why, I guess, did, did that happen or, or how was it a little bit more happening? So it didn't start popping into my head to a
2: little bit before the Florida game. Like, what should I do? Should I stay? Should I leave? And it was while we had the cheese it bowl, I'm just walking around. We did, we did a bunch of team events, and I'm like around the team. I'm like, I really feel like, like these guys are my family. Like I really enjoy being around these guys. Like, these guys are someone I, I love being around. I hang out with these guys all the time, go out to dinner with them, we'll go bowling, we'll go do this, do that. We'll just go to the crib and play 2K, which if anybody asks, I'm the best 2K player on this team. Yeah, He's let them know, down. bro. Really Let him. them know. But, but
0: hey, is there, hold on real quick, is there a go to team? Like, who, do you have a 2K team or are you just random?
2: It is what it is. Hey, Who's gonna stop LeBron? LeBron ain't even stopping yeah. me. Yeah, I like that. But uh, I was just like, you love these guys so much. And I'm like, I was halfway through and me and Trey, Trey Benson shared the room while we were in uh, Orlando. And I looked at Trey one day, like, we just shared the room. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, I'm gonna come back. And Trey's like, look out my face. No, you're not. Trey genuinely didn't believe me until I recorded the video <laughs> of coming back. He was like, "Oh, like maybe you come know back." Then he posted that little. Come on. <laughs> early in the morning, talk about with the little eye emojis. I was like, "Oh my Yeah. <laughs> not, I, I probably decided right before we played Oklahoma, and then after wow. we played Oklahoma, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back one more."
0: Sure. That's great. That's great, man. Well, I know you, you've got a lot of goals and things that you want to accomplish. We'll talk about that, uh, you know, here in a second. But I do want to touch on one thing you said about getting better and working on moves and and different things of of your repertoire there to have ready for guys. We talked to Coach Norvell a couple of weeks ago, and he said you were one of the most improved players on the team this offseason, which is terrifying for the rest of the, <laughs> the ACC uh, and the rest of the country, for for that matter. Um. So, so what? Just I guess without you know, kind of giving too much away, you know, what what did you get better at? How do you feel like you're going to take steps forward? You know, th- this 23 season.
2: Well, uh, when I first got to Florida State, my biggest problem was my technique. Like I was just a raw player. Like I was strong, I was fast, but my technique wasn't good. This past year, the season that we just played, my technique grew exponentially, but then I realized, you know, reading the offensive linemen, I could get a little bit better at that. My hands can be a little bit more aggressive. If I did this a little bit quicker, all right, that'd be a lot better. So I just started tweaking, like, fine-tuning everything. Then my pass rush moves, I feel like a lot of people realize I kind of rely on my power a lot. That's my biggest, not part of my biggest, like, plus about myself is about how strong I am. So I had to work on my speed rushes, get my speed rushes a little bit better. I know people are going to set back on my speed rush, so I had to get a couple more counters and like some moves that oh you're going to overset me. Here's what I'm going to do because you get like I'm going to get one on ones this season because you have to. You can can double team me and chip me. I will love that. I'll do that all year long. I'll end the season with zero sacks and you give everyone else on the team a one on one. I have no problem with
0: that. I love that man. And I think what's super encouraging and you know should be enlightening for a lot of other people is exactly what you just said there. Learning how to play football is such a difference maker. Like. Because you've been bigger, faster, stronger than everybody probably most of your life. And now when you get to this elite level, when you know why an offensive lineman is setting the way that he is, why he might be aligned the way that he is, that takes you to another level where you can beat that and you can combat that. And I'm excited to see this kind of in your your final form here. Um, <laughs> before we before we jump into this team, man, I do kind of just want to focus on you. One more question of what are your goals? You know, you, you decided to come back You know, for a lot of team reasons. I know that. Um, but just you as a, as a man, as a player, you know, what what do you hope to accomplish this coming season?
2: I want to say, like, I want to be an All-American again. I want to say I want to be, I want to win all, all, every watch list I was on, I want to win every award. I want to be in the Heisman race. I want to say all this stuff. But I've never been, like, a big award guy. Like, I had, before, like, I went to Albany, I never won a lot of awards. In high school, I didn't win a lot of awards. At Albany, I didn't win, like, crazy awards or anything like that. Like, I had, like, two or three. I've never been like an award guy. I've just always been focused on being my best. Everything else comes with it. If I'm my best, no one's gonna like everything that I want will be mine. I just want to be my best. Like that's why I've been working towards this whole summer. Every time I'm outside, every time I'm in the hot Florida heat, which I still don't know how people do this. <laughs> Even after doing it, I don't know how people do it in the hot Florida heat. I'm just working out and the whole time. Like you have to have like a goal in mind in your head to keep pushing yourself. My goal is just be my best.
0: You set that standard, man, and I can tell that just in the way you carry yourself, the way you play. Um, How about one more thing that I'm sure was a little different and maybe a little uncomfortable? You tell me, but the leadership role that you have now for this team, I I have to imagine is is great, where people look to you uh, for that leadership role. And I know you're a vocal guy. I know you have no problem with that. Uh, But was that maybe a little bit different this offseason and just your role as as a leader of this team? It
2: was definitely a lot different because I've never been busted into that position you know, back in high school, I wasn't like a—I was one of the best players on my team. but I wasn't a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, like we if something went wrong, I looked towards our quarterback. I looked towards our running back. You know, they—they they were the guys that like we looked towards. At Albany, I wasn't really a leader. I was still a young guy, like, I was a good player. But I looked towards the other defensive lineman. I looked towards our quarterback, our running back. Like I always looked towards someone else. Mm-hmm. So now, finally, having people look towards me, I'm like, right, I have to step up. Like I have to actually step up my game, be better for not just myself, but for everybody around. So. I can elevate my team as a whole.
0: Did, did that take, like, conversations with coach, conversations with with Jordan Travis of, of saying, hey, man, like, we need you? What, what what went into that, I guess, as your evolution into becoming, you know, such a great leader?
2: So I didn't really talk to anyone about it, but Fabian Lovett was probably the person I looked at most. Because that's probably, like, the biggest leader on our team. When you look at him and Jordan Travis, are like, both right there. I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at, like, they lead so differently. Because, like, Joe's a QB, he has to be vocal, like, you know, narrate the offense and everything like that. But then Fabio, he's a defensive lineman, he's narrating the defense. so, like, from the front, and I'm like, all right, like, these guys both lead, but they lead so differently. How can I, you know, do my own leadership style because my personality is different than both of this? I mean, how can I figure out kind of that type of stuff? So, I'm watching Fabo a lot, I'm watching right. J-Trap a lot, I'm watching D-Lo a lot, and figuring out what they do and what I can adopt into that game. I feel like I've become uh, a lot better at Lee. I still have a lot of room to grow, but sure. I feel That's like i
0: have become a lot better. Yeah, to I mean to have you know examples like that and to see it, and of course your your coaching staff, it's it's exciting, right? And it's fun to to have those. Speaking of Jordan Travis, um, he was another guy that coach said really just continued to blossom this offseason. From your perspective, which maybe is a little bit more unique than others, how has he gotten better? What what strides has he made maybe since that bowl game?
2: So, I'm not gonna lie, I genuinely didn't think he could get better. like, he was always accurate. He was always a good runner. He was always hard to catch. Just cause like, I'm faster than him. I'm gonna say it like that. But he's just so, <laughs> he's so quick. That's like the issue. Like, you'll think you have him, he'll stop his feet, you'll stop your feet, and then if he gets going and you're already like done. Like, you can't catch up to him now. But his like run game was already unstoppable. The way he, Handles offense and handles like coach puts us in a lot of uncomfortable situations. Sure, the way he calms everyone down to, in those situations, the way he's like, all right, "Here's how we're gonna do things." When he has to lead, but when he has to step back, he's like he's okay with doing both of those things. He knows who's a playmaker. He knows who he can get the ball to. How to handle things. He's reading the defense better. We have a lot of good DBs. We got Fentrell. We have Greedy. We got all these dogs and DBs, and he's throwing these balls like perfect. I'm like. Mm. Hmm. I'm, si- I'm 6'4". I'm not I'm not stopping that ball. Like, I think it's right up there. Like, and then you give them all these weapons. You give them Keon. You give them Johnny. You give them Jaheim. You're giving them all these guys. Deuce. I'm like, bro, like what are you talking about? Like, our average receiver height is like six three or something. It's a basketball team. It's not fair. Oh, I'm saying. Like, what are we even doing now? I love
0: to see it, man. It's going to be fun. I mean, just to see both of your guys. I mean, to already be the star player's Arguably the best players, and then to take another step—that's I feel like where you pull everyone with you, right? And, and if, if hey, if, if JV's doing it, if JT's doing it, why am I not doing it? You know, as as maybe a backup or a guy fighting for a starter's position. And I know that that just the way you two work, it helped everybody else kind of come with you. Um, let's look at this team. Let's look at this Florida State team from a whole man because there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of hype, and with that comes a lot of pressure. How have you guys? handled that to where I I don't even want to say the word complacency, but how are you focused in saying, hey, we're still this team fighting for everything that we're going to get instead of the narrative that, hey, this team's going to the national championship. This team's winning the ACC. How have you combated the media versus staying in your bubble and keeping your eyes forward?
2: I think the best way to say we handled it was none of us were big players at one point. Like everyone looked down at j Trav at one point. Our whole offensive line was at one of us, like all of them probably looked down at it at one point. Our defensive line, most of us were looked down at it at one point. Trey Benson was looked down on. You know, yet yeah, Johnny was looked down on. Like we have all these players that not, at one point no one believed in us. Mm-hmm. So we always have this worked forward and worked hard. That's just something that's integrated into our systems now. It's just wired into our brains that we're going to work hard as much as we can. We're going to keep pushing it forward. And our main thing that Coach Novell always focuses on is focus on us. We have 12 games scheduled for the season. The only game that matters is the next game. We're not looking forward to anybody. We're not doing anything. We'll look forward to us and reaching what we can do. So it's just been like focusing on us, like during the whole summer when we're running stadiums in 115 degree heat <laughs> or we're out there sprinting and going crazy on the turf and being exhausted and everything. It's just focus on us. We have to do this. We have goals for ourselves. It's never been like a, oh, national champion this or ACC championship night. What we're going to do. We're going to make it through today. We're going to get better
0: tomorrow. And, and I think that's powerful, man. I mean, that, that was the way that I was kind of trained when I was playing. You worry about Florida state, everything else will take care of itself and and let's play us. Let's play to our standard every week uh, and see if people can match it. And and surely you're in a good spot there looking at this defense, man. I mean, you guys were electric last season as a whole, you know, one of the best in the ACC, the past defense was nuts. Uh, but, but, you know, that defensive line was close, and I think you can get there this season, especially with you coming back, adding in big Braden Fisk, the things, and if guys can stay healthy, my goodness. I mean, th- this D-line has a real chance. How can you elevate to being one of the best in the ACC to one of the best in the entire country as a defense?
2: As a defense as a whole, I think it's just been getting stronger. We're a very veteran team. You know, you bring in Braden Fisk. He's a senior, fifth-year guy. Uh, Or not D-Low, fifth-year guy. D'Lo, 450. Like, you got all these veteran guys, so we all know the work ethic. We all are very self-aware also, so we all know our weaknesses. My weakness is, oh, I got to work on this a little bit. Pat, he's a newer guy. He's going to be one of his first, like, stop time starting and everything like that. Here's he one of his weaknesses. We're going to work on that together. Then you bring in guys like we got Byron Turner because on the defensive end side. He's a young guy, but he knows, like, all right, here's his weaknesses. Here's his strengths. So, obviously, you want to make your strengths stronger, but you want to make your weaknesses into the strengths. Man. For the whole year, we were just focusing on that. Every day, we were working on this, working on that. Hit flexibility this, shoulder flexibility of that. For these guys, for that guy, and it's just been working as a unit. Because, yeah. Like we're we're all great players, but like you don't play sure. together, you're gonna lose. Sure, I mean, it's inevitable. You don't have your brothers back. If you don't follow this scheme, if you don't hit your gap perfectly, some the offense is gonna exploit it. Yeah. Especially with the teams we play this year, they're gonna exploit that. No question. But so you have to like, <laughs> yeah. you not have to only do your job, but you have to be able to like. You bring playmakers here, too. Like, yeah. hey, if, if this isn't your gap, still go make that play. So it's just been kind of focused on, on multiple, a plethora of things, but mainly just focusing on making ourselves better.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it's so interesting, man, that football is – it's a little different than than other games where if every – eleven, all 11 guys aren't on the same page, bad stuff can happen. Like, it, it's its one of those things where you're truly dependent on everybody. What? what, what <laughs> I think I know where you're going to go with this, but maybe you'll surprise me. We'll see. <laughs> What's the best aspect of this defense? I mean, is there is there a unit you feel really good about? I don't even know how I'm asking
2: you this. How,
0: uh, <laughs> go, but I want to hear your answer. Is there a group that uh maybe is separated or really rose to the occasion? <laughs> all right.
2: So obviously I would take out D line. I would just yeah. take out D line all yeah. the time. It's the bat. Just them, right? It's y'all. It's y'all up front. <laughs> you know, I, I just love us up front. We got four. Yeah. Eight, we'll, like we have four guys that just dominate all the time and everything like that. Like we we just. If one of us is off, the other three guys are gonna lift that person up, and they're gonna be back to the standard. But the one group I'm more excited for than anybody, I want to say honestly, it's between two, but that's like it's like the only two I, think I kind of left out. <laughs> <up. laughs> it's between like the DBs and the, uh, the linebackers, because the linebackers like Tatum and D'Lo, those were some of our, the best linebackers in the country last year. And I'm looking at them now, and I'm like, how you get faster? Right? How how would you get stronger? Like these guys. Then you add in DJ Wundy, who's running through old linemen Like, what are we even talking about? But then you bring in the DBs who are breaking up passes on 6-12 wide receivers, right? however, however tall Johnny is now. <laughs> you got these DBs that are, like, clamping stuff up and, like, locking stuff up, and they are like safeties over the top. I'm just – this whole defense is a whole. so whole...
0: It's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to see it. I think that that's a part – everybody's excited about offense, and, you know, rightfully so when you have that type of star power and quarterback back. but. I, I think the secret to your team is going to be the defense. And, and how far can you guys take it? How much of game changers can you be over there? And, and certainly just the, the the matchups that you can have each and every week, can you take advantage of them on the defensive line especially? Uh, let's jump into this matchup because I, I don't know if you know this, but it's a pretty big game coming up. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night, standalone. And, and I actually just want to start with that matchup in general first because it's a little bit different when you open – with a really high caliber opponent, uh, you know, a top five opponent going into summer. You, it's not like you have to make any juice up like it's there, you know, and, and you see that at the end of the tunnel, the end of the light of summer training. It, have you thought about it since the season ended last year? Um, what, what, what is your mindset, I guess, all summer going into this game?
2: My mindset has been my best, you know, they're, they're a good team. They got star power, too. They got Jaden Daniels, at quarterback. The offensive line's very good. The defensive line's very good. They have a very good linebacker. Like they got good players all over the board. But my net focus has never been anybody else but me. It's been what can I do? Just me individually, not even the team as a whole, but just me individually. I've been focused on. I'm going to get myself better. Yeah. And if I'm better, then no one can beat me. Like if I if I bring my best, no one's gonna be able to beat me. Because my I was talking to Byron Turner about this the other day, and uh, Jaden Jones. I was like, my, my like the reason I don't get nervous for games is. I prepare myself so on my worst day, I can beat my opponent on their best. So I'm not going to be worried about anything. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to do what I have to do. They're a good team. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, what happened last year, I know they definitely want to get their get back, get their lead back. But for us, this is bigger than any other team. Yeah, This is bigger than anybody else. We, our goals, obviously we'll focus on the next game, but our goals is bigger than anybody else. So the holiday game can get in the way of that.
0: That's great, man. I, I love that. I love that. How about you, you mentioned some of those things. You mentioned a couple of positions, but what have you just seen on film? I know it's just now game week, but I'm sure you've been watching a little bit uh, here and there. What kind of challenges do you, do you see that defense provide, or excuse me, that offense providing as you guys step out there on the field?
2: I think just the biggest challenge is that QB. Uh, he's just he's a good, good QB, but it's just what his feet can do. You know, we just got, as a D-line, I feel like this is one of those games that it's all on us. You know, we have to just constrict the pocket. Make sure, all right. If he wants to get out, he has to get through this hole, and he gets through this gap. Guess who's right there? One of our defensive linemen. So we just have to constrict everything. But if we can do that, I feel like everything else will handle itself and fall into place the way we wanted to.
0: Yeah, worry, worry about yourself. I love that mindset that that you guys have. Uh The entire country is going to be watching. Like I said, it's a standalone game Sunday night, ABC primetime. I mean, this, this is a. National championship playoff caliber of game when you see these two teams. What what do you want the country to come away with
2: when they see the Knolls play Sunday night? I want them to realize everybody, we got to put the team, the country on notice last year. Everybody's like, all right, they made a lot of strides. By the end of the year, we did lose three games. In the, the year, we had a lot of close games that should have been wins. We a lot of close games that could have gone the other way, too. So I want people to just realize how strong we are as a unit. Like I said earlier, a lot of us were overlooked i want to kind of show every school in the country everybody that overlooked us messed up big time and here's why our quarterback he's going to be dominant our running back Trey benson more so we got all these guys at running back at keep it keep it O line we got all these guys like it's going to be so dangerous i want like the country to realize all right this team is like they're dangerous like we need to watch out
0: yeah (laughs) no question last one for you man just what's the ceiling for Florida State, what do you guys feel as a team? Hey, we do our part. This is where we're going.
2: So I'm not gonna lie to you. I got, I got my contacts in right now, and I don't see any ceiling for us. I feel like it just keeps going. I think it just keeps going. It's whatever the top is, that's what we want to be. Yeah, but I love it. That's at the end of the day, that's only potential. Potential means nothing if you're not willing to work for it. I feel like we're putting the work for it, but we'll about to see if we're putting enough.
0: There you go. Jared, man, this was a lot of fun. Excited to see you. Uh, We'll be down in Tallahassee week two, brother. So I get to see it live in person. We'll see you there.
2: Yes, sir. See you there.
1: Thanks again to Jared Verse for taking the time. These student athletes, they're so busy. Mac, We know we remember those days and, you know, he's getting ready for one of the bigger games of his career. Before we break down FSU LSU, in this pod, and we're also going to touch on Wake Forest and NC State because they play tomorrow on Thursday. Mac, this week, and I know you're going to be busy. All right, you're going to be working hard because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be chilling hard. Okay, I'm going to be on my couch <laughs> watching all of these games, probably tweeting up a storm because it's what we do. But also eating up a storm and tailgating. And I, I feel like for sure that my husband is going to get on the grill. I'm thinking burgers, at least for one of the nights. And then I would really, I'm, I'm really feeling some wings. I feel like football and wings just go together perfectly. And so, of course, I'm headed to Ingalls, probably right after this pod drops to go make sure I get what we need.
0: <laughs> What's the go-to wing? What, what kind mm. of wing gal are you?
1: Well, okay, I am not, I am not a super spicy person, okay? It's okay. That's I can't fine. really handle it. So I, I love a good like barbecue. I love a lemon yeah. pepper wing. Ooh.
2: Ooh, okay. But okay. mainly,
1: and this is, I do love wings, but for me, wings are a ranch dressing, um, just something to put the ranch dressing in and for me to eat it. So that's okay. That's also, <laughs>
0: that's, okay. that's also. Right. So are you, okay. I've got, I have two, three follow-ups here. Actually two. Um, boneless wings or traditional? No, traditional.
1: Come on back. You know me.
0: Praise the Lord. You yeah, know me. I do. Um, okay. Flats or drum? Flats. Ah,
1: that's crazy. easy. Those are the easiest this questions in the world.
0: We work. This is why we we work so well together.
1: Those are the easiest questions in the world. Right.
0: I think I already knew that. We've probably talked about this 800 times. I mean, that's an important thing. Good old uh, football. It takes care of you. Uh, (laughs) You forget some of that stuff. Um, I do want to revisit this before we jump in too. Did you happen to see my Instagram over the weekend, my last weekend Mm -hmm. uh, before everything happened? Uh, There was a particular picture. I was on the water.
1: Oh, I saw. I saw.
0: You know what time it is. Yeah. That beach sandwich, y'all. Ooh, let me just tell you. That looked really it was good. Probably it was so good. It was probably 100 degrees at of least. Course. Yeah. Yeah. And you're dripping with sweat. Yeah. But then you're on the water, feels good, and wind's blowing by. But let me just tell you two hours in, and I'm like dying, and I pulled that sandwich out and it was ice cold. Mm. And that thick old, that thick old tomato <laughs> was looking real good. Had some turkey on there, straight from Ingles, Looked guys. Good. I can't tell you enough. You got to import your ingredients when you have to. You put them in that cooler, you're good to go. Travel all the way down Charl- Charleston, South Carolina, and that beach sandwich hits different. It does.
1: It hits it really different, does. Mac. I just have one more question for you, and then I promise you, we're getting to Florida State because we're just too silly. When that wind was blowing, like was it was it blowing through your hair?
0: It was blowing through the the small. Well, you know, I hadn't shaved in uh, like four days, so I had a little longer than normal, and it was. You moving my beard it? and a little you bit. Feel it? Yeah, I could feel it. I could
1: feel it. Okay. No more nonsense back. Let's get to serious <laughs> questions here. Okay. LSU, Florida State. Number five, LSU versus number eight, Florida State in Orlando. Remember, this game was in New Orleans last year. Now it's in Orlando, so I think we'll see a lot of Florida State fans there. Sunday night, 7:30 on ABC, the primetime matchup, the only game on. LSU is a two and a half point favorite, Mac, according to Vegas, as we're recording this earlier in the week. FPI, ESPN's FPI gives LSU a 65 percent chance to win this game. I want to start. You were talking to me about this because Mac, by the way, has been doing a lot of radio on Sirius XM, Channel 371. So make sure you tune in Mondays and Wednesdays. But you were saying you were talking with some colleagues, some people we've had on the pod at different times. And the vibe around this game People are really leaning LSU, at least the people you've talked to so far. Tell me about what yeah. you've what you've heard.
0: You know, it was a little weird. I, I felt a little attacked, mm. you know, when I come on as a guest or I'm working with a co-host and and they just kind of blindside me out of nowhere with this null hate. And I do not appreciate it. Uh, no, it wasn't. A, it, Roddy Jones kind of, it was a little bit of null hate. So, Knowles fans, mm. sick them. Go get them. Uh, but Jacob Hester, always a great host, very gracious of his time. And I was on with EJ Manuel too. So, it was kind of like, we actually teamed up and bullied him. I'm, I'm making this seem like I'm a victim, uh, but yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of excitement about LSU, which I get it. They're number five in the country. They they won the vaunted SEC West, very difficult mm-hmm. division, uh, you know. And and then you know got smacked by Georgia, like everyone else. Like line up and take. You they did them. win the Cheez um, Bowl. They did the Cheesa sorry the Citrus Bowl,
1: the Citrus, but the, the Cheez It Citrus uh, Bowl.
0: Oh, not the Cheez It Cheez It. Bowl. Well, FSU cheese
1: it, won the Cheez It Cheez It Bowl.
0: Funny how these two met in the Cheez-Its and now they're back in Orlando, the home of the Pop-Tart Bowl. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. to Prince Chetward. Um, <laughs> you can tell that we're recording this at night because we're we're silly. We're being I'm going to miss right Prince Chetward. And this is serious.
1: Business, yeah, continue, silly. continue. Okay.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah. So going back and forth about the LSU Tigers and, you know, the more I look into it, like I get the excitement of what could be and. A big brand. Like, you know, they only win natties in New Orleans. Like, that's the only time they can ever play in them and win them. Um, but it's not there in New Orleans this year. So I, I just don't have that super high expectation. Jaden Daniels is a guy that a lot of people I think are, are overhyping. Like, this dude threw 17 tutties last
1: year mm-hmm.
0: and was the SEC West champ.
1: Well, he's obviously great with his legs. That ain't
0: sniffing it in the ACC. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that doesn't get you to elite, greatest quarterback ever. Well, um,
1: I think so. I'm confused. With Jaden Daniels, it was a gradual build-up last year. He looked the first half against Florida State to open the season last year was terrible, and yeah, then he was man. able to do better in the second half. Obviously, he's—he's he's really good with his legs. He's uh, LSU's leading rusher last year, but can he be a little more accurate? I mean, when I look at these two guys, and this is something I don't think people are talking about, Mac. If I look at Jaden Daniels and Jordan Travis, and you ask me which one do I want going into this game, I don't think it's even a discussion. Jordan Travis, That that the quarterback edge in this game, for me, is with Florida State. And I, I think overall offensively, these Florida State receivers are great. Uh, you were talking about somebody out there talking about LSU's receivers. And yeah, Neighbors is a, is a really good receiver, but they yeah. lost Boutte, he's gone. I don't think there's a massive wide receiver gap here. My biggest question, Mac, as it is, as a lot of people say, when, when an ACC team is playing in an SEC team, this is what we get. It's the, it's the lines of scrimmage. That's always the question mark. Mm-hmm. And Mason Smith is out for LSU, which I think that's ridiculous, by the way. You know, shame yeah. on you, NCAA. But Harold Perkins is a dog. I mean, that's a guy that Florida State's going to have to worry about. My biggest question is, can Florida State get some pressure on Jaden Daniels? And can they protect Jordan Travis? I think the lines of scrimmage is really important here.
0: And, and you know, it's fascinating you bring that up because it's just – I think it's just the hype from high school. Like, big four, five-star guy. He's never thrown over 3,000 yards. I mean, this is not an elite first overall pick type of guy. Now, is he talented? Absolutely. Can he make plays? Absolutely. But you talk about can they pressure him? He was sacked 43 times. He did not make good decisions at times. They're they're gonna get to him. Uh Jared Verse is gonna hit home. How many times? You know, that'll be interesting. And you know, when I look at LSU and you look at their offensive line, you know, they they had a true freshman starting out there last year at left tackle and Will Campbell, who's a very good player and and a freaky player. Like he's probably a lock for the top ten, right? When he's said and done who's gonna be a true sophomore this year, but he's still young. Like at the end of the day, you're looking at a guy and and Jared Verse that is reaching his peak. Yeah. And he's going against a guy who is, is still ascending. And if you listen to the interview we just got done with, he's added to his repertoire. He has more weapons. He's adding to the pass rush. It's not just power speed. Now there's some moves to go with it. And, and I think that's dangerous. So there's a lot of different things and, and matchups in this game, KG. I look at quarterback, I agree with you. I don't think it's even close. I, I think I give the, the edge. I don't think, I know I give the edge to Jordan Travis. Run game. Not close. I give the edge to FSU and, and you know, th- these guys with Trey Benson and Tola Feely, yeah. and of course, Jordan with his legs. Offensive line, I'll say it's a push. I think because of the changes FSU's mm-hmm. made, I don't quite know who's going to run out there. Receivers, Roddy Jones went hard on LSU, saying he thinks they're one of the best in the country. I think FSU's are
1: better. Florida State's room I mean, is mean, Look at elite. these commodities.
0: They're elite, and they added a, a dog. And Keon yeah. Coleman. And by the way, people do not think about this enough. Winston Wright is playing. Yeah. Like, he is a very, yeah. very good player. I give the edge there, too. Now, tight end, Jaheem Bell, a weapon, really good piece. You, you look at uh, Taylor last year, the things he was able to do as a true freshman. Maybe because of that, you lean LSU. Sure. I'm not quite sold there. Defensive line, LSU. Linebackers, LSU. Defensive backs, FSU. There's a lot that's stacking up. For the Knolls' favor, that I just don't quite see it. KG, now it's a weird shaped ball that things bounces weird, so maybe. But I think the Knowles put on a show and get this done Sunday night.
1: Well, you bring up the edge at D line linebacker. We mentioned Harold Perkins, who is is just a weapon for LSU. No Mason Smith, so still with Mason Smith out, you still give LSU the edge at D line.
0: No D line, I'm on. I'm with FSU. Okay, you said FSU's LSU. So you're saying FSU. Sorry, FSU. I got my first letters c- confused there. Linebacker, LSU, D-line, FSU. Got it. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's kind of clear, actually, cut there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we clarified that, Mac. So here's something that I think, here, here's my key. And this is Kelly's crazy stat. You know, I love finding stats. KG stats and info. I'm a, I'm a straight up nerd. We talk about Jaden Daniels and his running ability. And like you said, we think Florida State has the edge in terms of backs. But when you look at Jaden Daniels, he's absolutely a weapon with his legs. That's going to be a problem. Last year, here's my stat. Last year, LSU went 10-1 and 1 when rushing for over 140 yards, 0-3 when they did not rush for 140 yards. Florida State last year gave up 139 yards to LSU, so they're right there on the edge, But if you look at Florida State's last two games of the season last year, they were gouged in the run game. They gave up 262 to Florida. They gave up 253 to Oklahoma last two games of the season. Which run defense is going to show up for Florida State? To me, Mac, that's the difference. Florida State has to be able to stop the run. And for LSU, yes, that's their backs. But for me mainly, that's containing Jaden Daniels.
0: Yeah, and and I think you know it's interesting. Did, Did they address that? Uh, you know, absolutely. When you add a guy like Braden Fisk mm-hmm. and, you know, that's kind of one of those off the record type things. When I was asking Jared Verse and, and he said, man, this guy is balling. Like he came in right away. He's big, freaky, physical dude, six five, three hundred plus 300 plus pounds and runs like a deer. And, and so when you add that with Fabian Lovett, when mm-hmm. you add that uh, with I'm, I'm trying to find his name here, Joshua Farmer. I feel good about it. Yeah. I feel good about what we've been able to add in the addition to Peyton Patrick is now going to be a starter, be the full-time guy at defensive end for FSU. So I think that they will have addressed that much to where, okay, this defensive line is taking up space, making plays, not just being, you know, space, whatever, where they're just sitting there getting blocked and guys are able to run on them. I think these guys are going to be aggressive and really make some plays up front.
1: That's going to be the key. I think that's the key in this game, Mac. Let Shall we make a pick?
0: Yeah. Let's make a pick. Come
1: on. Absolutely. So as we mentioned, LSU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think no matter where this game was going to be played, for whatever reason, I think LSU was going to be a favorite um, because that's just how Vegas is. And LSU, because they won their bowl game in such dominant fashion, they won by 60, they have a lot of momentum. But so does Florida State. This is a top-10 matchup. I'm taking Florida State plus two-and-a-half. I think – If if anything, this game is going to be very close, like last year decided by one point. So you had your bets there a little bit Florida state plus two and a half. It's a, if it's a one point game, a two point game, if LSU wins, you still cover, but I think Florida state's going to get it done, Mac. I think there's a lot of LSU hype here. Number five in the country for a team that, you know, I'm not sure if they can truly live up to that. I think a lot of that is brand recognition and Florida state's probably getting some brand bump too. Don't get me wrong. The fact that they're ranked higher than Clemson is very interesting, but I still think this game's gonna be close, and I think Florida State's not getting enough credit.
0: I agree with you, KG, and, and I think that's a, a great bet. I, I'm just pretty confident in these Knowles, and, and maybe it's silly of me, uh, but I, I think they get it done. And I think that this team is—I think they're ready for the hype. When you look at the key positions, the key leaders that they have at quarterback, at running back, at defensive end in the secondary, at linebacker, head coach, the, these guys are ready. You know, they were knocking on the door last year. I think they're ready to knock it down this year and, and really, you know, show the nation, hey, Florida State's here and, and we're making some moves. So I'm taking the Knolls. I think they win by a touchdown or more. I think that that environment is going to be sweet.
1: That's a good point. The uh, everything Orlando I'm factor. Hearing,
0: yeah, everything that I'm hearing, it sounds like Florida State's going to have the edge down there. Now I'm sure it's close because, you know, those LSU fans are going to be crazy as well, which means it's going to be loud all game long. But I'm rocking with the Knolls, and I think this is a start of a, a really impressive year for Florida State.
1: I cannot wait to see this game. I think the whole country is excited to see this game. Mac, two more games. Let's hit on here before we get out. Uh, Two Thursday night games to start the season. The first ACC team, Wake Forest, is playing Elon Thursday, 7 o'clock on Mm -hmm. ACC Network. Mac will be there. There's no line on this game, Mac, so there's nothing to play. But just want to see that Wake Forest offense look good, look like a a well-oiled machine, look like Mitch Griffiths is completely in control. That's really what you need to see from the Deeks.
0: We have seen what Sam Hartman looks like without Wake Forest. Now we get to see what does Wake Forest look like ah, without Sam.
1: Hartman. I like that, and
0: I think both. I think both are going to thrive. I think both are going to be very successful. Uh, you know, huge shout out to Sam and and what he was able to do. You know, at Notre Dame, and I think it's going to be the start of a very good season for him. But I am also very excited to see the beginning of the Mitch Griffiths era, and, and I think it's going to, you know, be a, a, an exciting game for him. Probably a stat-filled game. Um, and you you kind of want to see that. It's a little bit different where, you know, if if you had a three, four year starter in this game, you know, you you do what you can, you be a little vanilla, you you get up by 30, you get him out. This type of game, I might try yeah. to send some shots and do some stuff because I have to get him confident. I have to get him thinking, Oh yeah, th- this is what I do. And he's kind of like that. If you guys remember we spoke to him uh for the Wake Forest preview, that's a confident dude. Coach's son, he's been in the system. He's ready for his moment, and he's got a stable of wide receivers, some good running backs in there, an offensive line that I think is going to do what they need to, and then a probably opportunistic defense that's going to give him more shots. So I'm feeling really good about Wake. Can't wait to be there. First game of the season for us and uh, there to cheer on the Deeks.
1: Watch the huddle. ACCN for that game in Winston-Salem. All right, Mac, last one. NC State at UConn. NC State's a 15-point favorite Thursday, 7.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Mac, all I have to say about this game is that last year UConn was 9-4 against the spread with a plus 6.2 against the spread margin. NC State's got a lot of new pieces. Brennan Armstrong and this new offense going to play in Hartford. They're playing in Hartford for some reason at Connecticut. This is a sleepy kind of situation. UConn has a transfer quarterback that came with his OC. I hate this situation for NC State. This is a you bet or not. They're not going to lose. But Mac, I'm taking UConn plus 15.
0: You know what's strange about this? Last year... At ECU, we're talking about these guys being a dark horse for the playoff. They win by one. Devin Leary was terrible. Guys are getting hurt. The offense isn't clicking. I'm, like, losing my mind. It's worst-case scenario for the ACC. That can't happen this year, (laughs) all right? These guys have to take care of business, have to go on the road, have to play a team that is thriving compared to what they were two, three years ago. And you you, you've got to step up. I I think that the defense, after what I saw in camp, way better than I thought they were going to be. I think they're going to be super physical. I I just I think defense alone doesn't let UConn even think about being in this. Okay. Now on the offensive side, can you run the football? Can you establish that you know kind of balanced attack, running and throwing, or let's just go all out and throw it fifty times a game? Like I, I want to see. I don't want to see a struggling run game. You know what yeah. I mean? see which is kind of what we saw
1: done. with NC State last year in the in the beginning of the season with Devin Leary. They were still trying to run. I feel, it. yeah. I
0: mean, They're I feel good. like we've seen that for two or three yeah. years now, and, and they just can't get it going for whatever. Even with great backs and great offensive line, it's very strange. So I'm excited to see that. Excited to see this new offense. You know, for uh, you know, NC State here and Coach Doran, and, and of course the the I don't know the the multiple look yeah. that we're going to get from Coach Robert and I and just quite frankly, what are we gonna get from Brennan? You know, I think that he has a big time ability. There there's guys on this roster at the receiver position and tight end position. They just have to step up, catch the football, get Brennan going, and then who knows? Week two, let's go. Let's go to work. And I can't wait to see. Can it. I get a pick? NC State cover.
1: Okay. Look, I don't
0: You said 14? 15. Yeah, they cover.
1: 15. I don't like it. Oh. NC State's still gonna win.
0: Yeah. But I think three times. I think UConn's gonna cover. Three toadies. I think they uh, they make a statement, okay. right? Night game, don't want to be there. Knock them out. Let's go. <laughs> we
1: will see. We will see. <laughs> we will see. We will. More to come AG. on I Friday, people.
0: That's right. It'll, it'll be fun. We got a ton of games. Again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We It's just we roll. This is what we're going to do this week. It's it's a ton of fun, breaking stuff down, previewing the weekend. We'll do that on Friday. A ton of good games, guys. So you don't want to miss that. That'll be a jam-packed episode. Uh, but that's it from us. Again, huge shout out to our friends at Florida State, Derek Satterfield, and of course Jared Verse for his time getting this interview done. First guest of the season. Woo. It's pretty big. It's, it's big time for him. Uh, two years in a row now. I think KG. We've started with defensive ends. A little bit weird for us seeing how we're that offensive is people. We'll 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 uh, get it right next week. We'll yeah, get the offensive guys back on the pod. But big shout out to Ingles. Can thank them enough for all their support and, and helping make all this happen? But that's it from us, guys. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. It's football season, baby. Come on over to YouTube. Watch these interviews. Come have some fun with us. We, we do a big, a lot of cool stuff coming up down the pipeline, of course. So we need you to go to YouTube, subscribe, leave some comments. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe there as well. Uh, but that's it from us. Until next time, we'll see y'all.